Hello everyone, welcome to Mushtar FM 89.6. This is your super serious host, Bera. Today we are in Experience the World Show. And I have a really, really beautiful, wonderful guest from far away. She is joining us from Zambia. Andrea, hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> nice to be here, finally. <laughs> Yes, it, it's super random meeting, but you join us and thank you for this. How are you? Oh, I'm fine, but I'm melting here in this country, so I don't know how long I will last. Hopefully longer. You're in Zambia now, which it's not where you live usually. So can you introduce like who are you and what are you doing there now a bit for our listeners? Oof, okay. So, as your host said, I'm Andrea, I'm Spanish, so I'm studying in the University of Burgos, it's a city in the north of Spain, and I'm studying social education. So, what I'm doing here in Zambia is, my, is part of my internship. I'm in my fourth year, I could apply for a scholarship to do my internship outside of Europe in projects of international cooperation. So I found this NGO in Zambia and that's where I'm working. Now it's uh, three months or how long you were here? Uh, yes, I arrived in September and I live in December. So it's exactly three months. They don't cover more. So in the day 90, I have to leave the country. <laughs> Okay, let's start with uh, what was your expectation before you start your internship and before you arrive in Zambia? As I said, I'm doing my internship, so I knew, the only thing I knew was what my project is about, like the job that I was going to do here. But I didn't know much, but that's something I knew. But the rest, I had zero idea about the life here, the people, nothing. <laughs> so I didn't have many expectations. I've had many unexpected things. So I don't know if I can answer with that. The unexpected things that have happened. <laughs> so you knew only about your internship, like what you will work for. And can you talk more about this? Like what are you doing there? and how it's going and why Zambia also like okay you find this internship like in there but why you could find in another place also why Zambia it's because I had like this scholarship I had to find it myself so if I find a project in an NGO that they will accept me I can go so I tried many many things I was calling people for months and they were all telling me, no, we cannot take volunteers, no, we are very busy, or no, we are closing, you cannot come because we are closing. So then, like late, 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 I found the application for, for this NGO, for Kubuka, because they contacted my university. So they were the ones that found me, actually. <laughs> I didn't find them. But it was nice, that's why I chose Zambia. And about what I'm doing here, they have many projects, but one in specific, it's called Safe House. So as I'm a social educator, I am in this project 
uh, working with 16 girls. They are teenagers from 14 years old to even 19. And it's a project where we host them in a house in town so they can uh, manage to go to school and study and finish their high school. So I am the, let's say, the social worker of this project. And I, I interact with them, I do workshops, I did counseling. Yes, I was doing many things with these girls. It sounds great. You said you have more unexpected things. What are they? <laughs> A lot, right? <laughs> Well, I think I've told you many, many during the days, but the biggest one that I can think of now, it's the, um, well, no, I can think of two. One is the cultural, like the cultural differences of how people behave in, like in your social relations with others, like your friends or your workmates or the people you meet in general in, in, in a disco or anywhere. And also, how is the experience of being, let me say, a European person or someone from the, like, the north side of the world going to an African country? Because it's very easy to, it's very easy to see me. It's very easy to spot me. <laughs> Everybody sees me everywhere because it's, I'm the, let's say, the different one in a way. So these two things have been the most difficult ones to deal with. I don't know if you want me to explain. I think I would like to listen. Okay, for the, the relationships with people, uh, it's something that I have experienced, but also with my friends, because I'm not the only Spanish person here, or the only European person or person from the North, because there's people from the United States. So I can compare with other people that are not from Zambia. And we all have the same experience. And it's that we have a different way of understanding like the social commitments. For example, the things that we are used to do, depending on if you are a big friend of someone, or if you are a neighbor, or if you are a co-worker, like we have different roles in our lives, right? So here apparently they have different, the boundaries are different. Uh, we realized that we are very indiv individualistic, at least me, I realized. And sometimes we even thought we were even rude because we are very, <laughs> like, and we were not, uh, we were not insulting anyone, we were not being bad people, we were just being, like, closed, closed up, and we were just going to the door and not looking to your right to check if your neighbors are there. It was considered rude, and for me, it's just that I... I forget and I don't do it. So there are many examples of us being rude. But you, you call it to be rude, but which one you prefer? Like you like to have closer relationship, let's say, in your society, or you like to be more individuals? It depends. Like I realized that it's very nice that you can rely on everyone for everything. And it's, it's nice because... Everyone is always worried about you, 
uh, and they are always asking you how are you that's something that happened to us we arrive here and we say hello and then we tell you what we want like i'm talking to you because i want to know if you are coming or i'm talking to you because i need i need this from you but here they call you and they say hello how are you i'm fine how are you how is your family good and your family good and you spend 10 minutes <laughs> just <laughs> talking about that and it's it's sometimes nice it's sometimes difficult i i don't know which i like more because i like my privacy and here i sometimes i don't feel like like i have privacy so i haven't figured it out yet i like both in a way yeah i think i think i can understand it because in turkey my life was a middle of everything but uh, i can understand like when we talk with any reason for 10 minutes about our life, our family, and how are you, how was your day, but I won't see that person maybe for one more week or anything. But I will talk if I see this person, because I know that, that person. And it doesn't mean like we will meet after or we have something to ask or nothing, like we have no reason. So I can understand that. And also uh, you mentioned it before, like, even in your home, you have always guests because someone will knock your door. Yes, I'm actually surprised that no one is knocking to the door now. It's it's that common, like every time. <laughs> yes, and now I can't say that I'm free to talk with you because our neighbors went on holiday. But, <laughs> but if they were here, I would have kids knocking in my door every every half an hour. <laughs> or not even the kids, everyone. So it's... I think it's, yeah, it's, for me, it's also a lot. Like, uh, yes, in Turkey, you will have really strong connection with your neighbor, but it's for past uh, generation, I can say. For us, because we were super, super bored about, like, this kind of relationship, I wasn't answer when I was there, like, if they knock, I can lie that I'm taking shower. <laughs> you don't know how many times I've done that. Too many times. Sometimes you need privacy, it's for sure. <laughs> yes, but what you were saying about Turkey, you do that with your friends or with anyone? It's not my friends, but it's my neighbors. Like, somehow we have connection but we didn't choose it we have connection because i live in there or we have connection because i live in that street for people in turkey and for all generation let's say it means a lot like if you live in same building you need to know each other you need to spend time with each other and here like i moved hungary for before like six seven months before now and I only said hi to my neighbor and we don't have any other connection but my neighbors in Turkey in Çanakkale they know every information about my life <laughs> and I know them also I know how many children they have I know when which age they got married I know everything <laughs> But are you genuinely interested or people just ask because of like being polite or being com like 
doing the commitment. I think for all generation, they are really interested to take information. But for me, it's just like you have to ask. It's for continue. <laughs> but I don't really interested with when they get married. No. <laughs> And I don't also ask. <laughs> For us, we have to ask even to the people that when we are buying in the shop and we are paying, we also have to ask, how are you to them? <laughs> it's to everyone. <laughs> But I, th I mean, for me, it's really nice because it's the way to connect it with like related to community. But sometimes, yes, it can be too much also. And you said you have many like unexpected stuff but uh, when you think like most positive thing that you experience and you gain let's say as a cultural thing or as a habit what is it i haven't thought of that <laughs> wow okay i can tell you something that i admire that i don't know if i'm able to do it myself because of the cultural difference but i I admire that they do it. I would. I don't want to say slow, but in a way, yes. Like how pa patiently they take everything. For example, when I'm in the street and I'm going to work, I'm running, like, and I'm I'm not running, but I see people and they go super slow and they take things patiently. And if they need to talk to you for 10 more minutes, even even if they have to go, they will do it and they take their time for for everything and I, me i feel that i do everything rushing and worried and like oh no no i have to go sorry i have to go no i'm busy i'm running late and you know with this anxiety all the time the anxiety of i don't have time and here i i don't see that that much so i wish i could do it <laughs> Yeah, I am I am that slow person. <laughs> ah! <laughs> really? How do you manage? <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Well, I mean, you visited also Çanakkale and Istanbul, right? Yes. Well, yes. <laughs> It's different. In Çanakkale, like time stopped. You are just chilling. Like you don't need to hurry. You don't need to rush for anything. And If my friends came to visit me from Istanbul or from other bigger city, they get super anxious and super angry about how people slow and also about me. Like they always force me to be hurry. But I'm like, okay, we can catch the other ferry. It doesn't matter. <laughs> If we lose that bus, we can catch the next one. You know, we won't die. <laughs> no, we will. We will die. <laughs> We cannot. <laughs> But where were you living? I mean, were you living a big big city in Spain or small town? Um, in this is this is the funny part. Here I'm in a city, but in Spain I live in a small small village. So I feel that I'm slow. I'm a slow person because in the in the village we don't have to hurry. And now I'm here and I feel that I'm super fast. And this is a city. So it's weird. Yeah, it's interesting. I asked it because usually people who live in bigger city, like big city, they are hurry. But you, how? How has happened? I don't know. 
<laughs> I don't know. It's it's difficult, honestly. But I'm I am adapting, I think. <laughs> well, but you will turn back now and then <laughs> Yeah, and then I will have to adapt to my country again. <laughs> But when we come here, uh, you think that you will have a hard time to adapt again? About which sense you will need to adapt again? Two things. First, socially, about this politeness. Like I've, I've gotten used to care about people and to ask people like, hello, how are you? Hello, how are you to everyone? And to take my time. And now we'll go back. I will go to my village and I'll ask someone, how are you? And they will look me very bad. <laughs> so that one, I don't know how I will manage to, to start to shut up again, to stop, to stop talking. <laughs> I realized that uh, when I go back, I will find everything so expensive. But not, not expensive only in, the, in money, because here is true that coming from Europe, everything is, is cheaper here. But in general, like the cities, the roads, the buildings, the shops, like I will feel that I'm in a super expensive uh, place, like in a palace or something, because it, it's very different how the... The city is, I don't know, built and how are the roads and how is everything. I think I also don't know anything about life condition in there, but you mentioned it before. But can you like open it a bit? Not at home, because at home we have actually everything that... Well, we don't have washing machine, so we have to wash by, by hand everything. No one has washing machine here, I think. Um, but at home we have mostly everything that that we need. Everything is covered. I think the more the biggest difference is when I go out. Like most of the roads, they are they they are sand, sand. Like there's no road, and the, the, there are no street lights in many many roads. It's just darkness, <laughs> and there are many things that are that are difficult. Also, the public transport is very different. Like there is no, obviously there's no like metro or tram or like a structured bus company that drives you around or something. There is nothing like that. So you just have to take taxis, random taxis and trust that nothing will happen. Yeah, but when you say uh, there's no traffic light, I like it actually. Because <laughs> in Turkey, I don't watch Like, if there's no car, or if there's car, but I trust myself to cross, I will cross. Here in Hungary, everyone is super strict about it. And also in Europe, usual. Like, everyone is super strict about this thing. And for me, it, it doesn't have any logic to wait if there's no car. <laughs> I remember in Istanbul, it was crazy. I, I was, I felt in danger all the time, so... I don't know how how you manage <laughs> But Istanbul even like even staying home is a danger for me in Istanbul. Oi, why? I mean it's it's super big city. Istanbul is another world for me. So when I say Turkey, I don't say Istanbul. <laughs> you say Çanakkale. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> 
<laughs> Which language is speaking in Zambia? Uh, I don't think I can even tell you how many because I don't know how many. Like uh, that, that I know of at least five apart from English. Oh, but l- a legal language? Yes, like um, English is the official one, let's say it. But then depending on the... I don't know if you can hear the kids. My neighbors are screaming. <laughs> if they come to knock, I will pretend that I'm not here. <laughs> yeah, I hear. <laughs> but, but I didn't understand. So how is education system, for example? Okay, I can tell you that in this city that I am in, which is Livingston, they speak, there's people that speak Tonga, Nyanja, Bemba, Losi, and Chewa. But I think there are more, many more. I think even 70, 70 something. But they also speak English, right? Yes, um, there's people that don't speak it very well. But in general, yes, everybody speaks. So it must be easier for you also. Yes, because I'm... If, for example, when I was in Bulgaria, I knew that if I don't speak English, I speak Bulgarian. So I tried to learn Bulgarian to adapt. But here, I have no idea which tribe I have to learn. So I have, I know words from Tonga, I know words from Nyanja, I know words from Losi, and I don't even know what I'm talking. Like, I, it's very difficult to know. I cannot learn a language and say, yes, I know the local language. No, because it depends on the person that I am talking to. Which local? <laughs> yes, it depends, really. So you have one more week, right? You are in your last week. Do you have anything you want to make like special before you go or visit any place in Zambia before you go? Well, you're asking me questions that I haven't even thought myself, Vera. <laughs> I think I want to go to the, I don't know if you know, but here is the, the Victoria Falls. It's a national park in Livingstone from the Zambesi River. And that place is just magical. Like it, this river, it's so beautiful. The birds that are there, the animals, it just gives a lot of peace of mind to be there. And it's so beautiful. And I would love to go there again before leaving because it's a place that you cannot see everywhere. It's just so, I, no, I don't know, magical. I'm just scared of the monkeys. <laughs> They are everywhere, <laughs> and they steal you, and they and they fight you, and I'm scared. I don't like them. Oh my god! But how have you managed this situation? I didn't ask that. I can't imagine because it's really different for me. I had a fight with a monkey once, <laughs> and <laughs> and I didn't like. It. What do you mean with fight? Like. <laughs> I don't know, I was just eating a sandwich and a monkey came and he stopped like he stopped less than one meter away from me looking at me like with this challenging face like give me the sandwich and I was like I don't want to and then he like he went to attack me and I and I screamed and a security guard came but the monkey ran away and he almost like I don't know it was very scary. <laughs> I'm sorry, I laughed a lot. 
I can imagine it's super scary, but... <laughs> Vera, I was shaking. After when the monkey left, I was shaking. Like, I became traumatized. I cannot see a monkey. I'm sorry, I'm a vegan too, okay? But these, uh, these animals are bad. They, 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 they don't have any good inside of them. <laughs> They're evil? No, no, no. Please don't create animal hate. <laughs> But how, how local people manage uh, with this problem? I don't know. I don't see they are scared. They just tell you, like they know how to deal with animals, not, not only monkeys. Like I've been close to zebras, to antelopes, like impalas, the monkeys and even elephants or giraffes. And they know how to, they know how to behave next to them. I have no idea. So... <laughs> They told me that, for example, if you see an elephant and, and the elephant opens the ears, it means that it's going to attack you. But if I see an elephant opening the ears, I will be like, oh, so cute, let me come closer. So that's not what <laughs> they know. I, I have no idea how to manage them. They know perfectly. Of course, they have to live with this for all life. <laughs> But for me, I'm sure that I won't go out from my home. If a monkey asks my food, I will give my food. <laughs> yeah, that's the general advice they told me. But I, I like food too much. I didn't want to give it. And oh, and uh, how is cuisine in there? Like your favorite food or how you manage the eating? Oh, okay. So for someone who doesn't know Zambia, if you ever come, you have to try Shima. And you have to try uh, shima with whatever you prefer. You can have it. Uh, I have it with vegetables because I don't eat meat. But there's people that have it with fish or chicken. It depends. But you should try it with... with it's made with uh, mealy meal. It, mealy meal, it's maize flour. So you mix it with water. And it's very hard to make. I tried it and you have to be very strong. You have to go to the gym every day to make shima because it's very difficult. <laughs> but you mix it with water and, and then you have like a dough. And then instead of eating with a fork and a knife or a spoon, you take the shima and you take the food with the, with the shima. So if you are eating beans or soya or vegetables, you take it with the, with the shima. Mm. So it's kind of bread. Yes. <laughs> we call it like that. It's nothing similar to bread, but we call it like that. Oh, but uh, do they eat a lot meat or their cuisine more close to plant-based? I don't know. Because they are, there are things that I don't try and they are like, there's typical things that I don't try because I'm vegan. I think it's more close to plant-based. But, for example, once I went to a place uh, next to the river to eat and they had crocodile meat. I was horrified when I, when I read that. Yes, horrified. So, I don't know. It depends on the, on the budget of each family. They eat shima with everything. So they have shima for lunch and for dinner and it depends on the budget of the families. But I would say that is more plant-based. So you don't experience like more difficulty about cuisine? No, no, 
everybody always asks me, how's the food? And I'm like, amazing, I don't have any problem. It's better than in Spain to be a vegan here. Oh, it's perfect. Well, in Spain, I was eating tomato and bread all the time. Oh, I'm so sorry about that. I apologize for my country. No, 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 you don't need to. I mean, in Spain also, you have a lot of vegetable food, but I couldn't find it. It's the problem. Yes, it's because I wasn't there to show you. You have to find a Spanish vegan. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, so I am out of my time in the studio. Do you have anything to add about your experience in Zambia? Okay, I can just say that if anyone ever wants to volunteer on a project and in an NGO, that they should definitely come to Zambia. Zambia is a beautiful country and the people are very nice. Always, please prepare yourself before coming, read a lot, ask a lot of people. If anybody that is listening to this wants to know more about it, you can always contact me. I will leave my contact to Vera and she can tell you. Yes, please be brave and always try to, to do something that, like something beautiful that you have inside. Always try to do it, even if it's scary. I was very scared and now I'm very happy. That's what I have to say. Thank you. Thank you for joining this program. It was really nice to hear from you, your experience, and it sounds really exciting. I was excited for you, but I'm more excited now. <laughs> Thank you so much for hosting me. Finally, we managed. <laughs> yeah, finally. And I hope we will do it again with one more guest. <laughs> yes, a special secret guest. Yes, yes, we will do that. Okay, see you in another show. Have a good day. Bye-bye. See you. Bye-bye.